The Alden family loved boats. Houseboats, rowboats, ferry boats, and sailboats. But they had never been in a boat that went through a cave before. Now they were floating along a stream under the earth. And Jane was right, James Alden said to his four grandchildren. She's told me many times that we shouldn't miss the Dragon's Mouth Cavern and this tour with her old friend Nellie Stoner. I have to agree. Me too, 14-year-old Henry said, leaning back to enjoy the ride. And you know what else? Now we won't have to hear Benny beg to visit here every time Aunt Jane mentions it. <laughs> we finally made it. Finally, Benny agreed. Good thing you found us living in our boxcar in the woods, Grandfather. Now that you have a big family, you get to take big family trips. Mr. Alden grinned at his six-year-old grandson. That's certainly true. It's much more fun to visit places with the four of you. And a lot more exciting, Henry said. Quite true, Mr. Alden agreed. You children always seem to get into some kind of adventure. But we haven't had any kind of adventure on this trip, Benny complained. Violet Alden, who was ten, pulled her sweater sleeves over her chilly hands. Hunting for rocks and crystals for the next few days will be plenty of adventure for me. The tour boat, with its many passengers, rounded a curve and glided under a limestone bridge. The Aldens sat back to listen to Nellie Stoner. Now we are right under the natural bridge we walked over at the beginning of the tour, the cheerful old woman said to the passengers. Doesn't it look just like a man-made bridge? It sure does, Benny said. He twisted his head this way and that. He wanted to get a good look at the amazing stone bridge. How did this bridge get made anyway? Nellie Stoner chuckled. <laughs> Our young passenger here just asked how this bridge was made. She said loudly so everyone on her tour could hear. Can anyone tell us? When no one spoke up, Benny's twelve-year-old sister Jessie raised her hand. Mrs. Stoner nodded to Jessie. There was probably a very small hole in the limestone millions of years ago, Jessie began. Then water started pushing through it and made the hole bigger and bigger until it was an arch. At least that's what my book about caves says. That's exactly right, Nellie Stoner said as she steered the boat to a small dock. This brings us to the end of our tour. Please stay in your seats until the boat comes to a full stop. We'll meet by the elevator. Then I'll bring everyone up to the cavern gift shop. When the Aldens and the other passengers were out of the boat, Mrs. Stoner looked around and flashed a light toward the back of the cavern. That's funny. I was sure there were twenty-two people on this tour. Now I count only twenty. The passengers checked around to see if anyone was missing. But no one could tell. Mrs. Stoner turned to Mr. Alden. Perhaps I miscounted, James. If you don't mind, I'll bring everyone else up on the elevator. Then I'll return for you and your grandchildren. Now don't go getting lost down here. Don't worry about that, Nellie, Mr. Alden answered.
Goody, Benny said after the elevator doors closed. Now we can be down here by ourselves. Maybe we'll have an adventure after all. These lights could go out, and we could get stuck down here. Jesse held up a flashlight. Not to worry. Henry and I brought along two of these just in case. Not that we'd need flashlights. Mrs. Stoner said the Dragon's Mouth Cavern has had electricity ever since it opened to visitors a long time ago. I like visiting this cavern, but it's just a tour with lights and music and a boat, Henry said. I'd like to do some real caving, where you crawl through skinny, dark spaces, and you don't always know where you're going. You children may well find some real caves while you're out rock hunting over the next few days, Mr. Alden said. Nellie Stoner says that many nearby caves connect to this one.